are tuned in to CFCR 90.5 FM, and it's time for the nerdy news here on Punch Radio. We have in the studio Tony and Kathy and Brennan and Jody and Dave, and we will hear from Hank and Craig. But first, a little bit of a wrap up. We're in a new year. Thank goodness. Thank goodness 2020 is behind us. Tony, you're going to lead things off with a little bit of a review on uh, what Star Wars had in store for us. And uh, Dave's going to talk about music, but I want to know Star Wars. What's your wrap for 2020? So I collect the Black Series stuff. And because of that, I uh, really want to tell everybody what the best of 2020 was. And I'm going to see if you guys can, you know, come up with a theme as to what I'm talking about and what was the best. Um, so basically, I'll get right into it. It was the fourth anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Because of that, we're getting a ton of Empire Strikes Back toys. Uh, the six inch is kind of the, the line that I follow mostly because um, they're a little easier to find than the three and three quarter um, vintage stuff. And uh, I've been pretty much collecting them since the beginning. I think it was back in 2012 or 13 or something like that is when they came out. Uh, the only ship that came out this year for the six inch stuff was the Snowspeeder. Usually they don't, they come out with maybe one or two ships every year. This year was the Snowspeeder. It was a fabulous ship. Uh, it was a six inch ship and you were able to get two figures in there. So it seemed like it was going to be pretty compact, but it really size wise was really nice. It wasn't too big for a shelf and I really enjoyed it. Uh, it came with the dark, not sorry, dark. It came with a deck. came with a dark deck. It came with a deck, uh, Rattler, I think his name is, uh, Rattler. And uh, it was pretty awesome in the sense that it came with a six inch figure. Uh, the best part about it though is the Luke. It also came out uh, the same time they came out with a Luke snow speeder, um, which is basically Luke's likeness to a T. It's probably the best likeness that they've actually done of Luke Skywalker in any of the six inch stuff. Have they ever done the snow speeder before? The snow speeder was only done in the three and three quarter. They've never done anything. Yeah, so. so that was the first time that yeah. that was? Is that the first time that we've had DAC? I never had a DAC, first DAC ever. I think they've done some DAC in the three and three quarter inch line, but I've never actually owned a DAC. There you go. He died in the Empire Strikes Back. He, he was Aww. only on the screen for a little while. Yeah, he, yeah. And he gets he, his own figure. Yeah, he gets a figure, I guess. Awesome. So the Luke Skywalker one's actually pretty awesome. It's got a great likeness, um, the removable helmet, and uh, it is basically probably, I'd say, one of the best figures uh, uh, look-alike. Look, Luke Skywalker look-like figure. That makes sense. Yeah. It looks like Luke a lot. Is this the first <laughs> of the photo reel figures? That no, we got the photo reel. There was a lot of photo reel. I think photo reel actually started back in 2019. Uh, oh, photo okay. reel is basically just a they're taking images uh, of the actual faces, and when they paint it, it's more like a sticker. Where before they would paint like big blobs oh, okay. for eyes and so forth. So now this is more of a it, it's a sticker like a paint painting. That goes yeah. over the face so you have really nice eyes the eyes have different colors and so forth yeah. it's not just big blotches of color so like when you take a photo to say safeway yeah. and you want it on your cake yes then they it's just, like that it's and like imagine, that but it's if you imagine okay. that an action figure is cake yeah. yes it's okay. the same thing and they gotcha. do that at safeway yeah it <laughs> looks really good the photorealistic thing is the new thing they've done with the small figures and the large figures so um one thing that they did, they usually do like not a ship, but a larger scale figure. And this year they did 
the Imperial Probe Droid. Everyone remembers the Probe Droid. It was that um, the, the menacing thing that when you were a kid, you were hoping that it didn't, you know, come out of your uh, uh, your 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 closet. No, I'm just kidding. They were yeah. they were pretty cool in the sense that uh, I remember them. The most I remember them is the Star Wars video games. They were horrible. I had my Nintendo um, Nintendo 64, and they had the the dark. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, like a dark thing that anyway. Yeah, yeah. That. Anyway, it, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of like floating black octopuses that shoot yes. at you. Well, exactly. Scary. There you go. F floating black octopus. <laughs> um, they did a Boba Fett helmet this year. Usually they do a helmet. The first time what they did was a store, the Stormtrooper. Then they came out with the um, the Darth Vader. And then this is the Boba Fett. I just saw recently that they're actually repainting the Boba Fett to look like his new helmet in the Mandalorian. Um, oh, that, so, so the, yeah. re, the repainted they repainted one? so it's the same helmet but they repainted it so um the, there was an awesome two-pack that came out um it was a luke skywalker and yoda again an amazing facial recognition thing that he looks really good i'm not sure if those are the words i would use but yeah so um they do uh this one's kind of neat because it actually comes with the the joints and because he's wearing a shirt and he has those arms showing, a lot of times they oh, have those yeah. big pegs and the arms look kind of, um, I don't know, they look kind of butch. Just look kind of weird, yeah, like kind our, of weird. our action figure theater. Exactly. Where his arms yes, just look where kind the arms of look weird. Kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, he, he was actually a fan favorite pick. So they did that. Uh, Yoda has two heads. So that's something. And now this is something I've actually still seen at the stores. So that is kind of neat in the sense that this is something you can see. Uh, I've actually seen the helmet in stores still, uh, the probe droids in stores. So these are things I'm telling you that are still in stores if you're interested in getting up as of Christmas anyways, they're still there. Um, this is kind of neat. The loop that comes out, it actually has a hand that you put him in a handstand position. So mm -hmm. you can actually have him and he does stand on his hand. That's crazy that yeah. they made him so good. Like some of the some of the figures, you can't even stand them on their feet. Yeah, exactly. Stands he does on his a hand. handstand, so that's one that's really awesome. Now, uh, gaming greats, EB Games, uh, and um, the GameStop figures. Now, these are pretty amazing. They're actually exclusives uh, for the um, the uh, what do they call that for the Rebels? The Rebels TV show came out. And then oh. they did all these figures, and then they've now re-released them. So EB Games actually had the re-release of the Rebels TV show stuff. So they had, um, uh, what was it now? They had the Sabine, Ahsoka, Hera, Kanan, Ezra, Chopper, and uh, the new one was the Zeb. Um, I bring these up because these are great figures, and the show was so amazing that it was nice to be able to have some uh, redos. Mm -hmm. uh, the Ahsoka came back out, and so the Hera... And, the, and uh, they came back out with the facial technology. So they look a lot better than they did. The painting looks really good. Uh, also, but the gaming greats came out for Mibi Games and GameStop too. Um, and they were also repaints. The thing I love about the gaming great stuff is they've really taken some cool characters and they actually show you, uh, they actually take the, you know, the actual likenesses from the game. So you might see something like Darth Revan has come out, but they repaint him to look like the video game. Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's kind of neat. I do, I do enjoy a good video game figure. They're hard, they're kind of hard to find, uh, but they're kind of neat. Um, the one thing they came up with is the battle droid, uh, and you'd think, well, who cares? Who wants a battle droid? But they've actually repainted him, so he's actually real brown and, and dirty. Uh, they did a Django Fett that was the same thing, 
but a little bit color different. So Stormtrooper. Um, yeah, there's a, little, there's a little more arty, I think. Like they have a little yeah. bit like more cloth goods on them and a little bit more fancier paint and stuff than you would see in Star Wars. And they really do have um, the brightness. They're really bright and mm -hmm. they, they look really good. And a lot of the, you know, a lot of the games I don't really uh, follow, but like the uh, Jangles from Bounty Hunter, um, I know that the uh, Star Wars, there was one called Storm Shadow, uh, Shadow Stormtrooper story, and that was from the, the Force. Um, so there's, they're pretty cool in the sense that you actually can go and, you know, get a different likeness of the things. The, the best thing to do then is probably um, go out and find what you can at Christmas, because uh, once, once they're here, they're gone. Not Christmas, <laughs> January. <laughs> Buy them, buy them, buy your toys, love your toys. Don't open them, put them in a closet. <laughs> best of 2020. Excellent. Okay, well, best of 2020. Let's keep on that roll. Uh, Dave, what were your favorite albums and uh, musicians this year? Well, I might, I might as well just start at number one with uh, a record called I Think I'm Good by a guy named Casa Overall. I'm going to spell that so you can, you can look him up. Uh, that's CASA, K-A-S-S-A, and then overall, just like, you know, what Tom Sawyer would wear, except without an S at the end. CASA overall. E easy, right? A lot of my favorite hip-hop goes back to, like, the, the 1990s, where a, a jazz influence was getting to be kind of um, steering a lot of the direction of a lot of hip-hop by, like, groups like A Tribe Called Quest and Diggable Planets and Gangstar and stuff like that. And this album, I Think I'm Good, is kind of like the reverse. It feels like it's a jazz album that's kind of been influenced by hip-hop. Casa Overall is a drummer and producer and vocalist. Uh, this is his second album. It's probably got about 20 or 30 jazz musicians collaborating on it in various ways. So a lot of times when you're listening to this, you're listening to like slickly produced jazz drumming flute piano that kind of thing it's it's been out for a while i think when you make your top 20 lists it's hard to compare something that came out in november to something that came out in march but this was also the record that i listened to the most this year it's, it's kind of sad it's written by a guy who's definitely dealing with some struggles and some difficulties but it's a really kind of positive happy uh collaboration like he's like he's drawing strength on this album from all the people that are contributing to it. It's, it's also got a kind of, for a jazz record, it, it almost borders on being like overproduced sometimes. You can tell that somebody's like, you know, been working the laptop pretty hard in a way that makes some of these jazz compositions sound almost glitchy sometimes. But it does that in a way that just for me just really works. I've got a list of 20 records that there's no way I'm going to get through. So I think the smartest thing would just be to talk about the other four records that are somebody's first record in 2020. So my favorite like debut records of 2020. The, my favorite of which would be Skeleton by Skeleton. They are a Texas death metal band. Really dark, really brutal, but with little influences of like new wave of British heavy metal sounds coming in there. Like these guys definitely can't hide the fact that in between listening to death metal, they're also mixing in like some priest and some maiden in there as well. Another debut album I liked a lot was called Hit to Hit by a Philadelphia band called Second Grade, 
which has a real kind of garage band quality to it. Really simple, uh, stripped down three chord rock and roll that kind of ventures into lots of different genres, but really catchy, like 20 plus songs on this album and you can sing every one of them along with the album like the second time you listen to it. A band named Dogleg put out their first album this year. This was another early 2020 release, so I've been had a lot of time to listen to it. It's called Melee. Really loud, fast rock and roll uh, that kind of reminds me of like Dinosaur Jr.'s You're Living All Over Me or maybe even Sonic Youth's Goo, except the guys in Dogleg weren't born yet when when both of those records came out. So that that kind of made me happy listening to like some of that stuff that sounds like it's got its roots in these alt rock, but you know, obviously those guys, you know, weren't, weren't listening to that stuff. And I, I, one more debut album I want to mention is a self-titled album by a British punk band called Soaky. That's S-O-A-K-I-E, Soaky. Seven songs, 14 minutes, no quarter given, no patience for the lame or the tame or the subtle. And, you could you could do a lot worse if you need to energize your day than just put on one soaky song, you know, when you're when you're putting on your tube to head out for the day. <laughs> okay, that's good. Um now you have your whole top twenty is gonna be on feedback society, is that right? Yeah, a little write up about my, you know, the sixteen records you didn't get to hear about here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so feedback society, check it out. You get get in depth, uh interesting things about good music that happened this year. Next week, I'm going to talk about my favorite graphic novels from 2020 and do my top 10. And Kathy is going to give us some insights into the Lego that's coming out for 2021. So lots on the horizon for next week. So make sure that you tune in for that. But first we are going to uh, pause and throw the mic over to Hank and Craig and they will give you their pop culture picks. And then Brennan's going to talk about Rob Liefeld. Woo. Hey everybody, it's Craig Siliphant and Hank Cruz joining you. Now we are going to talk about uh, one of our favorite things, which is the best TV of the year, TV being one of our favorite things, but the best TV of 2020. So we've each got a lot of shows. We don't have time to unpack them all. So we're going to just kind of give you each a big list and then we'll break down uh, one or two of our favorites. And we've obviously talked about a lot of these shows before throughout the year while we've been watching them. So, uh, you know, you can always uh, remember those times, but uh, I'll go through my last uh, quick, my list quickly here. So uh, I just kind of looked at a bunch of shows and said, like, what did I really have fun watching this year, whether it was like high quality or not, you know? Um, so I'm going to say uh, The Last Dance on Netflix, uh, Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet on uh, Apple TV, Ted Lasso on a Apple TV, uh, The Umbrella Academy on Netflix, uh, The Outsider, the Stephen King adaptation on HBO, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm Season 10, of course, on HBO, uh, Star Trek Discovery, I thought uh, did some cool things this year. Uh, Big Mouth is a really fun show on Netflix. Uh, Rick and Morty had a season four, so that was cool too. Uh, of course, uh, we can't really talk about TV without mentioning The Mandalorian, which was fun. Uh, Insecure season four on HBO. I'll Be Gone in the Dark uh, on HBO. The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. The Boys on Amazon. The Crown season four. I May Destroy You on HBO. Uh, Harley Quinn season two. 
uh, What We Do in the Shadows, and I'm currently watching Better Call Saul season five. I'm a little behind. And The Stand, I'm also watching. So uh, the jury's not out on The Stand yet, but we'll see. So uh, what about you? What, what, what's your big list? Oh, we've got some of the same things on the list. Uh, one thing before uh, I dish this out is uh, to give a shout out that we did our best of uh, 2020 films on Punch TV, which has now hit the internet. So if you want to check out the old social media for Punch TV, then you can find out uh, our both of our picks for best films of 2020. Now, the uh, big list that I've got here, I went crazy. I put it in alphabetical order because I wanted to impress you. And uh, so to start with, I better call Saul season five, then uh, Big Mouth, Crossing Sword season one, Curb Your Enthusiasm season 10. Then there was the Dracula miniseries uh, that I thought was quite uh, entertaining. Uh, Homecoming, Miracle Workers, Dark Ages, the Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet, of course, Narcos Mexico Season 2, Never Have I Ever Season 1, Outlander Season 5, Ozark Season 3, Pen15 Season 2 Part 1, Perry Mason. Did you watch Perry Mason? I did not, actually. It's on my list, but I haven't gotten it. Yeah. Oh, you should. Yeah, you should watch that. It's pretty good. Uh, Picard Season 1, uh, Sex Education Season 2, Tacoma FD Season 2, uh, which is on Crave in Canada now. Yay, because it was um, some weird network in the States that's hard to get a hold of. Uh, Ted Lasso Season 1, The Capture, The Crown Season 4, The Great Season 1. The Great uh, was my favorite show of the year. Uh, the Last Dance, The Mandalorian, The Queen's Gambit, The Undoing, and Upload Season 1. Now, out of all of the shows that you dished out there, what are maybe uh, maybe one or two that you haven't talked about in depth yet? I don't remember. I don't. I don't think I talked about "I May Destroy You," which is an HBO show uh, by a writer actress named uh, Michaela Cohen or Michelle Cohen. I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce that. I think it's Michaela. She is a she's British, uh, and in this in the story, she is sexually assaulted at sort of in the beginning of the series, and then it's like the series sort of unfolds in terms of you know, how she deals with that in her personal life and professional life. And it, it sort of goes beyond the sexual assault into some other things she's doing. But it's also based on kind of a true thing that happened to Michelle Cohen. So, you know, she has those sort of insights as to what that really is like. And the show alternates between being like sad and funny and darkly hilarious. And, you know, just overall, like a really well-written show that takes a lot of uh, chances and, and has a lot of success. I think, the other show that I really enjoyed this year that wouldn't normally be on a list like this for me is The Last Dance, the Netflix show about the Chicago Bulls, uh, Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan, uh, that whole dynasty. And uh, I'm only like marginally even know anything about sports at all. I've been getting into basketball a little bit more over the last uh, couple of years. Uh, Jody and her partner, Dave, kind of got me into it a little bit. Uh, so, you know, that was a, it's a really well-told story about a fascinating guy and a fascinating team and a fascinating time. And uh, I, yeah, I just thought it was one of the best of the year. I think uh, Mythic Quest, I really had a lot of fun with. Rick and Morty's always good. And uh, quick shout out to Harley Quinn season two. Uh, and season one, in fact, they, they, it's just not a show I would have thought I would have liked, but it's so vulgar and funny. If you like stuff like, you know, Rick and Morty and, and uh, shows like that, then you will love Harley Quinn. What about you? What's, uh, what are your sort of top tops? The one uh, that I want to give a shout out to is uh, Miracle Workers Dark Ages. Now, this is the second season of Miracle Workers, uh, but it's an anthology series. So, so this one is taking place in the Dark Ages, where a Steve, is it Steve? How do you pronounce it? Buscemi? Is that right? Buscemi. Buscemi? Buscemi. Yeah, that guy. So Steve, uh, in the first uh, season, 
played God. Well, now in the second season, he is playing uh, a guy named Eddie Shitshoveler, the town's uh, fecal waste removal specialist. Uh, then Harry Potter, whatever his name is, he's playing a prince who's attempting to please his father by getting into a lot of battles and mistreating some peasants. And then uh, Alexandra Shitshoveler, Eddie's daughter who graduated from school and she wants to start a career and like move on and like do a real job. Well, she gets sucked back into the family business, uh, which is quite depressing for, her. and uh, a lot of laughs ensue after that. So uh, the other uh, main character, uh, Karan Sony, Sony, uh, who plays uh, Dupinder from uh, Deadpool. Uh, he's in it too. He's uh, he's really good. But for those of you that have not watched Miracle Workers, watch the first season first. It's amazing. Second one is really funny. Uh, my top shows of the year again were The Great uh, Queen's Gambit, Ten Fifteen, The Crown, and The Undoing. Uh, the Undoing, I think we mentioned it one had me in the time was tough and i went through about four different people because it's a murder mystery that uh the, with nicole kim and hugh grant in there i thought uh both four different people had done it and it actually came down to the last episode where i'm like no way so if you haven't watched it whole oh, fantastic. fantastic without without giving away the ending i watched that one too and i i liked it a lot uh but i know the ending has been uh a bit controversial just in terms of like how it wrapped up, like without giving anything away, were you really positive about the ending or sort of whatever or kind of negative or? You know, um, I, I, I I liked it. I thought they were going a different direction. And at the end, when they when you find out who the actual murderer is, you're like, what? Like, come on. But that's, I thought, part of the fun of the whole thing was to get to the end and go, oh, come on. Yeah, right. I thought it was all right. Nice. Cool. So that's our uh, top TV of 2020. And uh, are we doing something else next week? What are we doing next week? I think we should do uh, do the music. We got to top 20 cool. albums. So next week we'll do uh, well best albums of 2020. So uh, back yeah. to uh, sorry, Green. the best albums of 2020. We don't have time for 20. No, albums. Not top 20. <laughs> best albums of 2020. So uh, stick around or yeah, but show for, up for that next week. But we'll uh, throw back to Jody here. So uh, here's uh, Hank and Craig saying, uh, you know, hope you have a great New Year. Okay, thanks, fellas. So Brennan, you're up. Why should we care about Rob Liefeld today? Well, one, because Rob Liefeld makes the best characters ever. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> uh, he is rebooting the Archie Shield comic. So Archie had some cool comics back in the day of like their superhero comics. And Rob Liefeld is the, the now guy to redo them. So... For those of you who, who like Rob Liefeld, that's a good choice. For those who don't like Rob Liefeld, that's a bad choice. So it depends on, on what, what camp you're on. In some ways, he made Deadpool and characters that we love. On the flip side, he made characters that we don't like, like characters without feet and that kind of thing. So it depends what you want. So hopefully it'll be rad, but it might also be not so good at the same time. So we'll see what happens with The Shield and Rob Liefeld at the helm. Are you um, are you a giant fan, like honestly a fan of the Rob Liefeld stuff or are you just more interested to see if he's gonna succeed or not? I was never a, a Liefeld fan, to be honest. And even right now, I was never a fan, but he seems like a nice guy that can't draw hands or feet. So hopefully he can do a good job of it. But I also feel like it might just be a, a gong show 
So, so the, the thing I, you know, I don't really know much about Shield, but one thing I, I realize about Liefeld is he does actually put together some comics that people, like he has a huge following. So I, I feel like this Shield book might actually do well, uh, even though it's, you know, not really much of a character that we all know. But if he plays it like uh, he did with his um, Captain America stuff that he did uh, for Marvel, you know, you never know. Because a lot of people bought that book. People love Rob Liefeld. I don't know why, but since the beginning of time when he was doing his uh, image stuff, people love him. So I think that this could be a good book. I think that people are going to line up uh, outside like they did for X-Force and we're going to sell about 200 copies. It, it could, but like if you think about but the, um, the Captain America cover he did, that Captain America had a shield and he had like Batman pecs with Superman pecs with Hulk packs like his his, his like his terrible artist. He's not a good artist by any means. Like when he does it, when he does Robbie Riefel well, it's awesome. But when he doesn't, it's really bad. <laughs> if that makes sense. No, I agree. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens with the Liefeld. It's always interesting to see what the guy's doing. But you know, he made a lot of money doing what he did, and people follow him, and they still do. So who knows? Uh, like I said, you know, there might be lineups outside the door. <laughs> um, hopefully, ho hopefully the the, the fans will buy all the comics. That'd be awesome. Okay. I hope he does. I hope he does like fourteen covers. That would be awesome. At least. At least. <laughs> all right. Well, something to look forward to. But that wraps up another episode. So lots on the horizon, as I said, for uh, more of our favorite picks and some things to look forward to. 2021 in our next episode so make sure you set your timer for friday at six so that you can get all your nerdy news all right thanks everybody thanks for listening keep dukes up